Welcome to our latest podcast where we look at the history of Hesham Harbour, which was purpose-built by the Midland Railway. Ports are enticing locations for railway companies seeking to secure more inbound and outward-bound passenger and freight traffic. Some railways went so far as to build their own ports. The Midland Railway Company did just this with Hesham Harbour. For the Midland Railway, the target was the Irish Sea Trade to Dublin, and particularly to Belfast. They already had access to Liverpool docks, but the voyage from there to Belfast was a long and slow one. In 1871, the Midland Railway formally took over the little North Western Railway, which by 1850 had opened a line from Leeds, via Skipton, Settle Junction and the Loon Valley to Lancaster and Morecambe. This line gave the Midland access to the developing harbour at Morecambe, the old pier near the stone jetty. The problem with this harbour was that the jetty was so tidal that it precluded a regular timetable service of sailings. The main competitor for the Northern Irish Sea Crossing was the Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway from its harbour at Fleetwood. Originally the Midland Railway looked at using Barry and Finesse as its base but later decided to build a new harbour fully under its control at Hesham. This gave a short sea route, easy land access for the new railway lines and quick access via the deep channel called Hesham Lake to open waters, unlike Fleetwood which had a tortuous and silting approach for larger ships. Additionally, a harbour at Hesham, though on the highly tidal Morecambe Bay, could be opened at all stages of the tide. The construction of the harbour was a major undertaking, costing the large sum of three million pounds at the time. Planning began in 1891, and Acts of Parliament were obtained in 1892, 1895 and 1896. A 350-acre site was purchased south of Hesham village and it was linked to the railway network just east of Morecambe in 1898. The main contractor, Price and Wills, completed the work in 1904. Long sea walls and breakwaters were built around the whole site. The 36-acre harbour was dug out, protected by a temporary brick wall seaward until ready. A minimum depth of 17 feet even at low tides was provided. Keys were built on the north and south sides. A quarry was opened nearby to provide some of the building stone needed. A reservoir was constructed to store the water pumped up 100 feet from an aquifer to meet the harbour's operational needs. And a power station was built to power what was claimed to be the world's first all-electric harbour. There were two large storage sheds for goods traffic and a railway station big enough for long passenger express trains. Cattle and horses from Ireland were offloaded separately and kept in extensive harbour side layerage before onward movement. There were numerous cranes and extensive railway sidings. A small fish key was built on the north side. Despite extensive use of steam-powered diggers, there was a large workforce of up to 2,000 men, some of whom were housed temporarily in camps on site, nicknamed Klondike and Dawson City, after the gold rush towns of those names in Yukon, Canada. The North Quay was for heavy cargoes and was the base of the harbour's dredges. The main traffic was on the South Quay. The railway from the harbour to Morecambe and Lancaster was electrified in 1908, initially using current from the harbour's power station. Ferry traffic from Morecambe Pier ceased when Hesham Harbour opened. The main traffic was daily ferry services to Belfast and Dublin, and twice weekly to Londonderry. 
using faster ships, the journey time was quicker than the competitor service from Fleetwood. Other cargoes grew for local industries, such as Williamson's loon mills, raw materials for linoleum production, and ore for the Carnforth ironworks. Early silting problems were largely cured by building a new South Jetty. In 1923, the many private railway companies in Great Britain were amalgamated into four large ones. The result of this was that in 1928, the long-standing service from Fleetwood to Belfast transferred to Hesham, and four new Dukov boats came into service. In 1941, the Ocean Oil Jetty was built just north of the harbour to unload tankers carrying oil from Trinidad and the United States to the wartime Trimpel refinery set up at nearby Middleton to produce aviation fuel. After the war, the site switched to producing fertilisers and nitric acid. Shell closed this refinery in 1977 and the jetty was demolished. The Irish ferry traffic was buoyant in the 1950s and 60s, new ships having been introduced in 1956, but this service closed in 1975. This was a difficult time for the port. However, new services have developed. It became the service base for the Morecambe Bay gas field, and later for servicing the wind turbine fields in the bay. The Isle of Man Steam Packet Company runs a roll-on, roll-off service between Hesham and Douglas. Stenoline sails to Belfast. Sea Truck operates services to Dublin and Warren Point in Northern Ireland. The port, now owned by Peel Holdings, specialises in roll-on, roll-off traffic. At Hesham, the harbour trades have always grown and shrunk, and will doubtless continue to do so. We hope that you've enjoyed this latest episode of our podcast, and you'll wish to listen to some of our others about the history and heritage of the Lancaster and Morecambe district. These are all based on the over 120 walks and guides to the area, written by Gordon Clark and published by Lancaster Civic Vision on their webpage at www.lancastercivicsociety.uk where they can be read, downloaded and printed free of charge by clicking the tab Guides, Leaflets and Walks to the Lancaster and Morecambe District. <music> <music>